0: Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia San, and I am passionate about teaching you how to live a frugal debt-free life. Eight years ago, my husband and I paid off a mountain of debt. It was hard. It was exhausting, but we did it. And we also learned that like life, money can be messy. It can be unpredictable, and it rarely fits inside of a cash envelope. So we like to have real and honest discussions. So if that's your thing, let's go. I wanted to share with you a few simple things that you can start today. These are not going to be overly complicated. They're not going to take a lot of your time, but they are going to have a huge impact on your personal finances. The first thing, and I suggest this a lot, it's adding a money minute to your day. And that is just simply checking your bank account to make sure that everything that is supposed to come out has come out. There are no unexpected expenses. You know what your balance is and you're not teetering on the edge of disaster. Even if you are completely new to budgeting and you haven't figured out your budgeting style yet, because yes, budgeting styles exist, and we'll talk about that in another video, you can still save yourself a lot of effort, energy, and wasted money on fees by simply just checking in on your bank account and adding that to part of your daily routine. You can do it in the morning when you're drinking your coffee. There are apps. Every bank has an app now. You can do it before you go to bed at night to make sure that everything has cleared, but just add checking in on your checking account as part of your everyday routine. Now I talked about a money minute. So let's talk about what that is really quickly. That is just simply It's either my husband and I, because we budget together. So whoever you're budgeting with, or if you're budgeting alone, you go into whatever budgeting method you're using, whether it's a spreadsheet, an app, a piece of notebook paper, the back of an envelope, the notes app on your phone, it doesn't matter. You make sure that all of your budgeted expenses are accounted for and anything that you spent money on that day has been communicated to the other spouse, has been communicated to your partner. And then you check your account. It takes one minute and it's very important. Also a good tip is your bank or credit card company may have transaction notifications where they send you a text message every time a transaction happens, so you know how much it was, where it was, and how much is left in your account, and that is super helpful. One, it's gonna let you know and help you stay on top of how much money you have, and two, it's gonna let you know if someone has stolen your account information and is using it fraudulently. Around Thanksgiving, um, Christmas, sometime during the holiday season, I got a notification from my bank that my debit card had been used at Walmart for about $2,000. I wasn't sure that the text was legitimate, so I called the number on the back of my debit card. It turns out it was legitimate. They had stopped it because the transaction didn't seem right to them, and we were able to very quickly get the situation resolved. The next thing, this is gonna come as a surprise to no one who has watched any of my videos, but start budgeting start budgeting. And it does not have to be complicated. I always recommend budgeting by week or paycheck. So even if you get paid monthly, you can still budget by week because it is so much easier to stick to something for five to seven days than it is to stick to something for an entire month. It can become completely overwhelming. And if you're budgeting based on, you know, a shorter period of time, you can more easily correct mistakes, fix things that come up at the last minute, and have a little bit more control over those finances. If budgeting sounds horrible to you, don't call it that. Just call it a spending plan or a money plan. Or give it a name. I'm going to go check on Emily Spinach now. It's a very niche joke worth a Google. Focus on actual savings goals and not just saving what's left over, which is also why I recommend breaking your budget down into smaller, more manageable portions than trying to budget an entire month at a time. And those savings goals can be small. I'm going to put $25 a week into a high yield savings. I'm going to put $25 a week into my Roth IRA or into my employee sponsored retirement. You can do more, you can do less. The point is to create savings habits, to not just save what is left over, but to prioritize your future self. Because something that I heard one time and I repeat all of the time is that your future self doesn't have any money. They are broke. The only money that you have is the money that you send to them. And so setting money aside to have in the future is extremely important. That's why I am a big fan of automating savings. So having it just leave before you see it and can mess with it and just have it go to your savings account, go to wherever it is you are sending your money. And so automating your savings, also automating your bills if you can. Now, some people can't handle this. They really want to physically pay that bill, which I totally understand. Some people lose track of it and that's when errors occur, but I like it because I don't have to think about it. And so we schedule a lot of our bills to come out at the same time. So we know, oh, this paycheck right here, most of it's going to go to bills and then we're going to have groceries and then a little bit of savings. And that's just an easier way for us to manage. Another habit that I love is scanning your grocery receipts. So there are a few places where you can do this. Ibotta is a great one. Fetch. Although Fetch is in the doghouse with me right now because apparently they have a social feature that you have to go in and turn off that allows people you know to see what you've purchased. Mm -mm, No thanks. That's weird. Why? Why? Well, everything doesn't need a social component to it. Like let's just scan our receipts and get points. And I don't got to see what Bobby from church is spending his money on at Walmart. That's weird. Anyway, so if you did not know about that, turn it off if you want to continue to use fetch because that's weird. But every time I scan my receipts, it's like getting a dollar back. And I'm not interested in throwing dollars into the garbage can. So Fetch, Ibotta, I like Dosh. Dosh, you link your card and you automatically get points. So it's like a credit card point system, only you can do it if you don't have a credit card. And I'll leave links below to all of these. The next tip is to have something that you use to visually process your goals. And charts in our house have become a big thing. My kids have charts that they color in that they made themselves, so cute. When they do their chores, because they earn money for chores, and they set goals for themselves. Like, I would like to buy this at the store, and so I know I need to do this many chores, and they color it in. Uh, One of my kids, their goals, one of their goals this year is to read 100 books. So I found a free book chart online, and he colors in the spine of the book every time he finishes one. You can have trackers that you use when paying off your debt. There are several people that make them. It's really easy to find. You can just Google, you know, savings charts, debt charts, those types of things and find them or you can make your own. But having a visual representation of where your money is going when it comes to those goals is going to be motivating. And also give yourself a reward when you reach that goal. For some people, getting out of debt is the reward. That's the reward. But sometimes you need something on top of that. Like when we get out of debt, we're going to start saving for vacation or go on vacation or buy a new TV or new couches, whatever. Your, your money is personal and you need to make those decisions for yourself. But setting an in-date goal, an in-date prize for yourself, yes, can you tell that I'm very motivated by goals and reaching goals? My next tip is to see what swaps you can make that are going to save you money. And these can be big swaps or they can be little swaps. I mean, we need to ask ourselves the $300 questions, but we also need to ask ourselves the $3 questions because choosing to save money is a keystone habit. And I talked about this in a little short that I made, but some of the trends in the personal finance community have become, stop telling people how to save money and start telling people how to invest money and make money. And while I think that is totally true and I support that thought system, I also understand that personally for me and for many of the people that I talk to on a daily basis, learning how to manage their day-to-day finances was the keystone habit. And a keystone is, when you make one good decision that ripples out and it impacts so many different areas of your life. And so for us learning how to save money, we were able to save just, just by doing things like making our own coffee, packing our own lunches, um, not running everywhere every day for errands and just choosing to be mindful of the gas that we used and our electric bill and all of these different things. We were able to save $10,000 a year by focusing on the little things and that money was money that we were able to use to pay off debt. It was money that we were able to use to fund our kids' college and our retirement. It's money that I was able to put in to start a business. And so those little things became big things. And I am a firm believer that the little things become the big things. And so focus on some of those little things. Focus on those little things that you can cut out. You don't have to cut out all of it. We go as a family and get coffee once a week. I go once a week I'm telling you. to get coffee. There are things that you can still do. You can still have fun and spend your money any way you want because it's your money and you worked hard for it, but look at areas where you can cut. Ask the $3 questions. Can I swap this out for not a name brand and save a little bit of money on my groceries right now? Because who doesn't need to save money on their groceries? Or ask those $300 questions. Call your insurance company and say, you know what, I've been a loyal auto, regular auto insurance payer and I have not had accidents. What can you do to lower my monthly bill? Call your renters or homeowners and talk to them and shop around and then go back to them and say, well, this company said they were going to offer me this many services for this price. Are you willing to beat it? Ask the questions commit to learning about personal finance. And I did a blog post on resources that you can use to become more financially literate. But the books you read, the podcasts you listen to, the people that you follow, educate yourself. It's not your fault that you were never taught about money, but the technology is in your face. It's in your hand. You can seek out the information. You're smart enough to do it. You're smart enough to understand it. It does not have to be overly complicated because you are smart and capable. And I am proud of you. You are doing such a good job. Okay. So thank you for being here. I would love to know what are some little things that have turned into big things that you have done to save yourself money, invest, or pay off debt. I would love to connect with you. There are a few ways you can find me online. You can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin, on YouTube at Lydia Sin. I have a blog called life.com. I've been there since 2015. I'm getting old. I'm like a granny in internet years. But also, I would love it if you would swipe over the artwork wherever it is you're listening and leave a review of this podcast. It helps people find the show and continue to spread that message of hope. So thank you for being here and I will talk to you soon.